Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. The finals are set in Torino. Welcome to TC Live, your post-game show to wrap up all the action from semifinal Saturday at the year-end championships and get you caught up on everything in the world of tennis. Here's what's coming up over the next half hour. Novak Djokovic is going for more history after putting Taylor on the fritz. Will he have enough energy to claim the biggest monetary prize ever? Plus, with his tools in question, would Andre Rublev be able to get some revenge on Kaspar Ruud from last year? And as the season winds down, we check in on how everyone is still chasing one big all-time record for Jimmy Connors. What a legend. Welcome into the studio. Great to have you here with us. It's TC Live. Steve Weissman, speaking of legends, back alongside the Hall of Famer Jim Courier. And we got another big legend. Oh! It's a big reveal. <laughs> there is! Oh, Andy Roddick, hide and seek. Back home. We found him. Doesn't have the whiteboard behind right. him today. And right. no hat today. Not I a travel it. day. No hat. No travel day. Correct. <laughs> Good to see both All of true. you. Uh, our final is set. So, Andy, I want to get your initial thoughts on Novak Djokovic versus Kasparu tomorrow. Yeah, first and foremost, Rude looked amazing today. Uh, th this surface does a lot for his serve. Uh, the tail that he's able to get on the deuce side will help him against Novak because you need to create space against Novak, and he's going to be able to set the table uh, with that serve. Uh, he's just, frankly, he's not going to have the up and downs, and he's not going to get good looks at the second serve from Novak uh, like he did today against against uh, against Rublev. Um, I still like Novak in this matchup, but I continue to be impressed by Rude's growth on faster surfaces. Yeah. Every day I'm, hard, I'm hard, just more and more yeah. impressed. Hard to agree with that. I mean, Casper uh, Rude has is, is proven that he can uh, stay in there with the elite on this. This is a very quick surface, very low bouncing. Nothing about this should work for his game. But he's rocking that serve. He's getting a lot of value, as Andy points out. And I've just loved his backhand this week, frankly. I think his backhand has been mm -hmm. stellar. We know the forehand's kind of always there. But the backhand thought might be more vulnerable. But he's hit winners down the line. He's changing directions. Two thumbs up. But he's going to have a, an uphill battle against Novak. Yeah, a guy that's won the title five times at the ATP Finals. Let's see how they got there. Novak Djokovic coming off of that three-hour-plus match against Daniil Medvedev, facing a fresh Taylor Fritz, the American Looking for his first win in six meetings against the five-time champ, Andy. Yeah, yeah, and I had so much fun watching this match. I thought the level was extremely high from both players uh, throughout, but Novak doing Novak things. He is so good at taking the ball up the line whenever he wants. Uh, I, I think he's utilized the slice as, as well as anyone in this entire tournament. But right here, being able to step on that one, hard shot to hit up the line there to do it to take the first set and says look at me i'm smart and i'm really good uh but look at the ground that he's able to cover on that ball that wide serve he's five feet outside and to win that fight to lose that fritz coming through competing stays in the points all the time and really this was unlucky someone from the crowd yelled right before taylor was about to hit that ball at a big point when he's serving for the set 
unlucky, had to try to shake it off. This point here, we don't see the beginning of it, and I think we are going to see more of it later on the broadcast. But this is what Taylor had to do in the breaker to win points. Just Novak continually asked the question over and over again. Fritz was able to answer that one, and then what's his reward? Right here at 5-all, Novak covers the ground, sticks the return, plays a great slice approach shot. Fritz gets caught. Novak plays just an unbelievable point at 5-all in a breaker, just continuously clutch. He just puts the clamps down in breakers. It's just so hard. And then calmly knows he's where he needs to be, right back in the final. But Djokovic does win 61% of the points against Fritz's second serve, converted both break points he had. And Novak Djokovic, one win from tying Roger Federer with six titles at the year-end finals, would break Roger's record as the oldest champ in tournament history and entering his eighth final. Djokovic shared his thoughts with Prakash. Taylor threw everything at you. How were you able to quell his power on such a fast court? I thought I started well. You know, my break broke his serve. Uh fifth game of the first set then then I played a really uh, really um, bad game came back and I think it was uh, fair to say that um, the, 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 this match will be decided in a couple of tie breaks I could have ended my year with the second round loss in in, uh, in Paris and that would have been it and I would have gone into the offseason uh, with that being the last match so now I'm, I'm going to feel a lot better about my tennis, about my game kind of, you know, being done for the season off of this performance. So it's, it's great. As he should. Uh, back to Novak Djokovic, who said these wins he, he values even more so because he said he wasn't playing his best and was still able to get through Jim. Uh, what stood out to you about the way he was able to do that? Well, just the resilience in the tiebreakers, again, coming through. He's been doing it time and time again. And, and uh, you know, there's not a lot of wiggle room in those moments. On this court, you've got to react. He did exceptionally well. I was impressed that he held up physically because he looked under serious duress yesterday, three hours and 11 minutes to get just to this match. And Taylor pushed him, you know, physically. There are some, you know, a lot of defensive scrambling. That takes a lot of energy. And he's got to come back and do it again. So we'll see if he can pull that off three days in a row. Not necessarily easy. But Djokovic's resilience is not just with his mentality. It's also with the body. Absolutely. As for Taylor Fritz, Andy, this is a guy who's now in the top ten. Won his first Masters 1000 this year. First major quarterfinal. Uh, for him to take that next step and get into the top five, try to get to number one in the world, win a major, what does he need to do next year? Well, listen, I think Taylor made as much progress this year as anyone could possibly expect. Breaking serve at a 25% clip. I think Jim sent me a stat the other day that's 6% higher than it was two years ago. So the 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 progress is is obvious. Now, the, the belief that he can beat players in best of three, I think it's there. You know, he's beaten Rafa a couple of times. He pushed Novak here. Now, the big question is, is he going to be able to progress in the slams? I, I got to think the most disappointing part of his year might have been that first round loss at the U.S. Open when he was coming in saying, you know what? I have a shot at this thing. Taking the loss to, to Brandon Holt there had to be very disappointing. The next step is going to be consistently winning those matches that he is supposed to win, right? He's proven he can play well when the level is going to be up here. But can he get past Jill Simone's second round of a Bear C or Brandon Holt first round of the U.S. Open? That's going to take him from, you know, eight, seven, eight in the world to three, four in the world. 
Yeah, you look at his game, and, and it's it's pretty darn complete, isn't it? And, and he's crystallized yep. how he wants to play. He knows that he needs to be an offensive weapon out there, limit his defensive exposure. And, again, I agree with Andy. It's just about making the down days a little bit better. We know his upside is so high. So how do you compress those down days and get them a little bit closer to your top level so you don't take some of the unfortunate losses that sting? And uh, he's not far away. We know that. We, he knows he can beat anybody. And he knows his game is there. It's just about bringing it time in and time out. I think schedule management also is important. He plays a lot of tournaments. I think given where his ranking is now, he might be able to, to throttle down a little bit on his schedule and create a little bit more space to be fresh. But, you know, overall, I mean, an A-plus season for Taylor Fritz. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Should be so proud of okay. what he accomplished this year and uh, much more to come for Taylor Fritz and his team. Who's going to meet Novak Djokovic in the final tomorrow? Kasper Ruud facing Andre Rublev, and Jim Ruud can get to world number two if he takes the title here. Yeah, he's already going to be number three at the least, gets past Tsitsipas with this win here. And he was just so solid, made about three quarters of his first serves and only two unfinished errors in the opening set. And Rublev just had one of those frustrating days where nothing was going his way, and he got frustrated, and his tennis never really climbed back up to the, the level that got him here with that tough, come from behind win yesterday and, and he plays a low margin game this is the one of the, the issues for Rublev is he doesn't really have a plan B he's you know, all offense all the time and when you're a little bit off and you take as big cuts as he does it can get away from you and today it certainly did he just wasn't able to reel it back in and it happened in a hurry uh, the break of serve came early in the second set he just never could really get his teeth into it. But credit Casper Ruud, he kept his head down. He didn't bobble. He limited his unforced errors. Even though late he would serve for it at 5-2, he would drop his serve. And a little sign of life from Rublev. Some great shot making is still available. But in the end, the, the second serve, again, was something that caused him problems. Casper Ruud was able to rock the second returns, averaging over 80 miles an hour, starting those points off. And uh, he was able to, to hurt uh, Rublev with his second serve. That, that was a big difference in this. But, you know, look, Rublev, he played great to get here yesterday, just didn't have it today. And, and Kasper Ruud was ready and willing to take it. Second straight year, he takes out Andre Rublev at the ATP Finals for Scandinavian finalist since Stefan Edberg of Sweden back in 1990. Jim has been talking about it, so has Andy all week long. The second serve of Andre Rublev once again lets him down, won less than half of those points. Winners to unforced errors, a positive ratio for Kasper Ruud. But he's got a negative ratio, Andy, when it comes to facing Novak Djokovic. Has not won a match, has not won a set against Novak Djokovic. What's the game plan tomorrow for Kasper Ruud? Yeah, well, listen, most people on earth uh, have a, a bad record against against Novak Djokovic, so nothing to be ashamed of there. But he's going to have to up his risk profile a, a little bit more than he already has. He's done a great job of attacking lines. Now he's going to have to do it from tougher positions, right? He's going to have to do it from further back in the court. Novak is a master at keeping space between himself and opponents and forcing the person to attack from uncomfortable positions. So that's going to lower, uh, you know, it's going to increase uh Casper's risk profile, which which is going to manifest itself in more errors. And a lot of people at home are going to be going, well, he's just not playing as well today. That's not the case. He is forced to play outside of his comfort zone. That is what Novak is a master at. They've both been serving great. 
uh, this week. For guys who aren't considered two of the biggest servers uh, on tour, this surface suits them. They're hitting their spots. They're running the second serves kind of uh, a little bit of cut, 102, 103, in on the body, not letting guys uh, get good hits on them. It's going to be a different story with Novak, though. He is going to set himself up right inside that baseline. Casper is going to be playing off of his shoe tops with that heavy spin on second serve points. When he, It's going to be defined by how well he's able to defend those second serve points. Yeah, I, I think one area, if I was on Team Rude, that I might mention to Casper to is I think he's going to need to attack Novak's forehand in the rally. I think he's going to need to try and strike first and get Novak moving into that forehand corner and then try and rock the next shot and maybe get in and finish. He's pretty solid in the net. You know, there's, there's nothing flashy about it, but it's just good, clean technique up there and try and take it to Novak. And, and of course, if this becomes a long, grueling match, you favor Rude's physicality mm. at this stage. He's fresher than Novak, but, you know, Novak's going to leave it all out there. I don't think that we're going to see that. Uh, necessarily be a huge factor, but it might change the way that Novak plays. If it goes into a third set, Novak might try and shorten points, as we saw yesterday, and try and get to the net a little bit more. Uh, we'll see. Uh, you certainly favor Novak in this one, but I think you have to plan to attack his forehand and go from there if you're rude. Guy that's number three in the world can get to number two in the world at the end. He's not talked about in that kind of realm. However, he beats this guy for this title. Then Kasparud, we're going to start talking about him as a major player entering the next year. Cannot wait for this final 11 a.m. Eastern tomorrow here on Tennis Channel. Straight ahead, we double down from Torino as the doubles championship match is set. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. It all started with my parents, and they deserve everything. And it, and it does feel like a celebration to me. I wanted to feel like this at the end, and it's exactly what I hoped for, so thank you. It's been a fun ride, and I'm just so grateful to every single person. It's been a, it's been a perfect journey. I would do it all over again. A quarter century of dominance. Tennis Channel celebrating the legendary careers of Serena Williams and Roger Federer all next month. Debuting Saturday, December 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern. An hour-long tribute from our legends like Martina and Andy to these legends. But first, time now for our Fox weather forecast from Torino. I'm Fox Weather's Craig Herrera, and here's tomorrow's NITO ATP Finals forecast looking at weather out in Turwin, uh, Italy. Lots of cloud cover. Temperatures right about 49 degrees right outside of the stadium. Remember, you can download the Fox Weather app or stream Fox Weather from your favorite connected TV device. Thank you, Craig. Double semifinals in Torino. Team Ramsbury, Rajiv Ram. Joe Salisbury facing the top seeds, Wesley Kulhoff and Neil Skupski. Fourth meeting this year, rematch from the U.S. Open final, Andy, that Raman Salisbury won. Yeah, and right here, you cannot go through Rajiv Ram these days. He is so solid and confident up there at the net. You've got to take that one middle or try to...
dip it down. Salisbury did not mean to hit a flat inside-out backhand that landed right about there, Steve. That is not a shot that you try on purpose, but here we all will take it. We will move forward. Ramsbury looking great so far. You don't see Kulski miss volleys like that very often. But it was just a dominant performance today. Salisbury absolutely everywhere here on this point. Maybe not there, but Scupsy finishing it off uh, right there. But uh, listen, Ram ended up being too tough. Uh, Salisbury and Ram have really found a nice chemistry. The way they move together is great. And uh, final on Sunday. Last year's runner-ups, another shot for the title and that $930,000 top prize. He's not going to the Davis Cup. He may win an ATP Finals title. Nikola Mektic, Mate Pavic looking to join them. They've never lost to Lloyd Glasspool and Hari Heliabara, but each match has gone the distance, Jim. It was another long battle today. Yeah, this one, another tight affair. The Croatians drawing a little early blood. They win the first set, but the second set, they'd struggle to close it out in the tiebreak. Not going anywhere. Lloyd up there. Heliabara just knocking that one down as well. So here's the set point to get them into a, a match tiebreak, and they would do it. A little celebration there, but they would not have much to celebrate in a match tiebreak. Mektic and Pavic, great movement up there. Really nice put away. Stick volley, that was the first mini break. It would not be the last. They would get it done, and it would be, oh, look at that, heartbreak for Heliavara. But it would be 10-6. The lefty pumping the serve in there, and... That would do it. That overhead smash gets him into the final. When 82% of the points on first serve saved all five great points they faced. It's going to be a rematch from the semifinals last year that Raman Salisbury won. Tomorrow, it is for the title. We'll see who can get it. Mektic and Pavic lead the head-to-head 4-2. More on the aftermath of this one from yesterday. Sitsipas, Rublev. We're going to hear from both players on the few tools controversy. Jim, Andy, Steve back on TC Live. Neither Andre Rublev or Stefano Tsitsipas will play for the final tomorrow. But plenty of folks are still talking about what they had to say after their match yesterday. Let's hear from both players. I felt like a better player. I felt like I could do more with the ball today. Uh, I felt like I could just be much more creative. I don't even have to say that. I, th I think it's quite obvious. Um, but yeah, he 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 prevailed with uh, with what with the few tools that he has. I don't know if I have few tools or not. If we go shot by shot, I think his backhand is not better than mine. His forehand is not better than mine. The speed surf is not better than mine. He he's faster and he play much better than it. But I don't think that I beat him because of few tools. No lies were told. I, I kind of like how he broke down their two games, Jim. Yeah, look, I've been on both sides of that coin. I've been the frustrated person in the press conference. Andy was the master, I think, of managing uh, the press room. I struggled in there, frankly, when I have a tough loss, and, and I can certainly uh, sympathize with both sides of that coin and, and feel it. But it's, you know, I think it's pretty clear that, that Steph was wounded by that match and, and kind of upset and it carried over into the press room. And, and Rublev just kind of took it and said, well, I don't agree with him. And, you know, I've got, I've got plenty of game. <laughs> right? Andy, we heard from Steph yesterday. This is the first time we're seeing uh, Rublev on TC Live. What did you make of his response? 
I, I thought he handled it about as, as well as he could. Um, you know, the easiest thing for him to have said was scoreboard. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, how, how good am I between the ears if I have way less tools and still came out with the W? Um, you know, I thought he handled it about as classy as, as he could. Uh, I'm interested for the spillover uh, next time. But listen, I, I've watched this back, and we've all been emotional in press conferences. But I, the way I would classify uh, Steph's comments, maybe just completely unnecessary, right? He could have said everything about his own game. I felt like I had the better stuff today. I felt like I was able to mix it up a little bit more without going into basically calling Rublev basic, right? He, it was just it, it just felt unnecessary. By the way, Stefano Tsitsipas put on Instagram last night, Dear haters, I have so much more for you to be mad at. Just be patient. So there's that. Okay. Great. Well done. <laughs> Gives us more to talk about. I love it. All right. Uh, here's what's trending on social media. Take a look at this photo. That's little Roger Federer, ball boy in the middle. Jimmy Connors on the outside. Monsoor Barami as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. No, no, this is uh, at the, the tournament in Basel. Connors was a big fan favorite there. And uh, Federer, a ball kid inspired by a lot of players that, that he would have met for sure. I love seeing this picture. It's a, it's a classic. Yeah, pretty great. 109 titles on the right, 103 titles in the middle in Barami. So it, it's pretty uh, it, it's it's pretty great. And actually, that, that court ended up being named after one Roger Federer, the youngest guy in that picture. 103, and of course, uh, Jimmy with the most at 109. Novak Djokovic can get to 91 if he wins the title tomorrow. Best piece of advice you got from Connors, Roddick? Uh, well, J Jimmy was a master at, uh, you know, one footwork, uh, made my backhand serviceable uh, after a bit. And, and my favorite piece of advice came at the U.S. Open when he would kind of coach me on how to use the crowd and when to use the crowd and when to get it going and not be gratuitous with it to make it matter when you really got them into it. And that was, that was fun for me. Uh, you know, Jim was the guy who shot Bambi in 1991 yeah, at that U S open sure. in the semis, but that was a, that was a tournament I was at and that's what made me fall in love with the game and realize that it could be theater as well. Yeah. Is anyone going to catch Jimmy in the title race? You know, I think, I think Novak has a realistic shot at it. I thought if Federer could have stayed healthy, he certainly yeah. had a chance to as well. But, uh, you know, Novak has just been so you know, honest about he wants all the records. He, he wants to have no doubt that he's the best player that's ever played. He'll chase him as long as he can, I would imagine. And, you know, it seems like he'll have a better shot at it than, than Rafa. But we'll see. Time will tell. 19 more to go. 18 if he wins tomorrow. Yep. A lot of titles. Yep. We still, I always thought Roger was going to do it. And then Father Time ended up winning out. Finals start tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Eastern for the doubles. See if Ramsbury can get it done. And then Casper Ruud and Novak Djokovic, 1 p.m. Eastern, followed by TC Live. We'll wrap it up for you. Don't go anywhere. Courier Roddick Weissman back with you. Take a look at our men's singles championship. Can Kasparu take the biggest title of his life, or will Novak Djokovic get number six at the year-end finals? Let's head back to Italy for a preview with Danny Prakash. All right, Steve, back at the DraftKings Tennis Channel desk. P, it's Championship Sunday, and we've got Novak Djokovic, a five-time winner here against Kasper Ruud, who has never beaten him before. Will he be able to do it? Uh, not just never beaten him, but he's never taken a set. I, I think a big factor is going to be how Novak pulls up on Sunday. Look, I don't think he was 100% against Taylor, quickened up things a little bit in the second set, but like a champion, found his way through. So I think the recovery is going to be big. And Casper uh, has been playing some big ball, but I think a lot of this is going to depend 
on how Novak feels. Looking forward to seeing who lifts the trophy here in Torino. All right, thanks, guys. Uh, what percentage of health does, does Novak need to be at? Does an 80% Novak Djokovic still be Casper Ruud, 75%? What does he need? We're talking about energy level, yeah. right? Yeah. He's healthy. It's just sure. he looks tired. So I, I, I think 80% is probably a good number. Uh, Andy, thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, actually, I actually think he's going to pull up fine uh, with, with this. I mean, he has a, a longer day of recovery than he's had so far. He's played the early match a couple of times, a little bit of a later start. Uh, I actually think your body kind of gets stronger as you get those tough reps in, as long as you can kind of recover the first time. I, I, I personally feel like other people are putting more importance on his recovery. I have faith in Novak's re- recovery, uh, having seen it for so long now. Uh, I think he's gotten past his toughest days. All right, cannot wait for this matchup tomorrow. Big TC Live follows the match. We'll hear from Prakash with the winner, whoever it may be. Will it be Novak Djokovic? Will it be Casper Ruud? You'll be on the call, Jim. Let's find out together, shall we? We we shall. Let's do it. (laughs) Novak Djokovic, a kiss to the crowd. Casper Ruud, can he take the biggest title of his life tomorrow? They are playing for that trophy. For Novak, it's 4.74 million bucks as well. Thanks for watching TC Live.